Hello dear friends, I'm back with another episode and for today, I'm going to share my thoughts on being a fangirl! Yay! Woohoo! <laughs> so first, let me define what a fangirl or fanboy is. According to Merriam-Webster, and yes, it's already in the dictionary, a fangirl or a fanboy is a person who is an extremely or overly enthusiastic fan of something or someone. So it applies to comics, movies, music, science, a book, a TV series. It's all-encompassing. Kahit ano pwede. A popular type of fangirling is the K-pop fangirl. And I'm just gonna use that term, fangirl, um, but for the record, being a fan is not restricted by sex or gender orientation or race or age or anything. You can like what you like without fear of being judged, just as long as you're doing it right and not hurting anybody in the process. Uh, it's a different story kasi when you bring your fanaticism to another level that is already harmful to the people around you. In South Korea, the fandom culture was largely formed around K-pop idols in anime. Uh, and as early as 1970s, the fandom culture began its way with singers Namjin and Nahuna. It continued growing with the emergence of Sotaiji as a teenage idol. In the 90s, fangirls were described as teenage girls who dedicate their everyday lives to following, watching, or admiring an idol star. Uh, I believe it holds true up to this moment, but now there's just more acceptance. Around the year 2000, the Korean youth culture has sparked American researchers to study more about it, but later on, a negative light was put on fandoms because it became a distraction, especially for studies. So, it's some sort of a form of rebellion. Um, kasi nga, diba, the fan will just spend his or her time monitoring the schedule, the activities of the idol instead of finishing homeworks, studying for exams, or doing household chores. Uh, the fandom culture has evolved into a global phenomenon that even us, fans outside of South Korea, can do something productive for the idol. For example, uh, fundraising events for a noble cause like building schools, or supporting the community or helping animals. It is so wide and significant that sometimes it looks like these fandoms are working as non-government organizations. And it's amazing how our love for an idol or a group can create beautiful things. So I'm beyond grateful that I was able to feel and to share this love because of EXO. A while ago, I mentioned that fangirling is okay just as long as you stay within the boundaries. Of course, all of us dreams of becoming their girlfriend. I mean, come on, we're single for a reason, tama or tama. They made the standards so high that no one in our average world or circle of friends or circle of people can match them. And I'm talking not just about the looks, but also your personality, their principles in life. When we talk about fangirling, we also have to explore its darker side. And for me, that's the sassings. They represent toxic fan behavior. 
So it's when inspiration turns to obsession. The term translates to private life, and that's what they do. Uh, they intrude, they stalk, they invade the privacy of the idols. And yes, idols are public figures, but they are also humans. They are not public property, and we should not see them as products or goods. Uh, these sasangs, they have their idol's passport, mobile number, home address, or any information that should be confidential. They have it. So you have the question, how are they getting those information? Around two years ago, that's 2019, I developed a friendly relationship with a former sasang, a Baekhyun sasang to be specific, uh, because I was doing this research on toxic fan behavior and I wanted to hear it straight from a sasang. So she was a German living in South Korea, but she's back to her home country now. So the thing is, these information are being leaked by other staff, being sold. I mean, that's logical. Um, someone within a company or an agency is in cahoots with these stalkers because you cannot find those information on Google. Like flight details, how can you even find that? Um, yung ordinary person nga, for example, search mo yung friend mo na may flight sa Cebu Pacific or Philippine Airlines, mahirap siyang makita. Hindi siya ganun kadali. Um, I want to disclose as much info as I can, uh, especially those related to Beck and Sehun, but I will not. <clears throat> okay, uh, there was a time that this friend even offered information about Sehun, like his phone number or the hotel he's staying at. I was so tempted, like really, because I want to see him, but at the end of the day, I don't want him to hate me. Uh, just a little information, uh, Sehun was my first bias. I was bias wrecked by Bambi five months ago. I'm so sorry. Uh, because of the car wash incident during Super M's TV and reality show, uh, The Cheating Husband. So, yeah. Eh, si ate may issues sa cheating. So, okay. Okay, so moving on. Um, I would like to pose one other question. Are fan sites sassings? I asked this to my friend and she said most actually are. Uh, if you think about it, how will they know airport details? Those are not public information. How will they know event invites long before the agency posts it online? Right? Uh, there is one fan site that she mentioned and I didn't like that fan site from the beginning and my, intu my intuition then was validated. So I don't like that fan site. I'm not going to mention that fan site anymore uh, because uh, confidentiality. Okay. Uh, so going a bit deeper, uh, what are the reasons now why these people resort to stalking? So there's only one: they want to be recognized by their idols. They want to be remembered. Gusto nila they stand out from the rest, but. Uh, wouldn't you want to stand out in a good way? Wouldn't you want to be remembered because of, your, because of your kindness, your humility, and your genuine love for them? Sometimes kasi, we lose sight of reality that we are fans. We are not lovers. 
So that's where the parasocial interaction comes in, the nature of celebrity fascinations. It's a one-sided relationship that is formed when a person extends emotional energy, interest, and time towards media personalities despite the personality being unaware of the other's existence. In 2006, Gills and Maltby identified three levels of parasocial relationship, entertainment social, intense personal, and borderline pathological. So with the terms, you'll get that as the person progresses towards the levels, the interaction becomes deeper and unhealthier. First, entertainment social. So this one exists purely for entertainment. So this is when the person keeps up to date with the celebrity and searches for information for fun, for entertainment. So that's Twitter, VLive, YouTube, Instagram. Second is intense personal. It is when intensive feelings begin like uh, there's some sort of obsession. Lastly, the borderline pathological is where the person over-identifies with the celebrity and their fantasies and behavior become uncontrollable and harmful. They are so absorbed with their fantasy that it becomes their reality. So what encourages this kind of interaction? We have to remember that idols come from agencies and agencies are businesses. They need to make money to sustain their company. Korean entertainment companies adopted a structure that aims to create this special relationship between fans and idols. So the structure is building exposure, physical attraction, task attraction, so this is where voting, streamings come in, and social interaction. Para lang yang ano eh, uh, Maslow's hierarchy of needs, para may sense of belongingness, diba? That's at the end of the of the journey, their self-actualization. Um, so all of these leads to the special relationship. Um, before, when there was no internet, artists are not as exposed as compared to today. Ngayon kasi, everything is out there. Uh, personal moments, struggles, lahat naka-broadcast, lahat nasa social media, nasa website. Mamaya si ganito, mag-IG live or mag-VV live. May guesting, may behind the scenes na lahat nakalatag for fans to see. Uh, it's like the company feeds the fans with all of this content to increase the feelings of love, understanding, loyalty, and connection which then leads to fans craving for more interaction. So the special bond that was formed was a parasocial relationship. Now, fans will believe that they are part of the idol's inner circle. So yung loyalty na yan, companies will capitalize on that because they will make a lot of money from it. They will produce albums, merch, events, na kahit minsan ang dull na nung production or nung um, nilalabas nilang mga merch, bibilin at bibilin pa rin. Kasi nga, there's loyalty, there's connection, um, and it feels like um, when you're a fan, you have to buy it, diba? May ganung uh, sense. Uh, they will create apps 
to access the artist even more, removing barriers in language because of subtitling systems. It's like they're finding ways for the idols to get closer to the fans. Um, the danger here is that when you market idols as a commodity, you are enabling fans to cross boundaries that they shouldn't. The roles become blurred. Uh, when you see them as a commodity, you are taking away basic human rights. Uh, because the company manages to get money from fans because of parasocial interaction, they will continue to do it. And I know that it can't be helped because it's part of a business. But then again, the power lies on managing the interaction, managing and moderating, diba? Another problem kasi that arises from that is yung welfare of the idol is at stake. Kaya ang daming nagsisuicide, diba? Uh, I don't want to put that up, but toxic fan behavior causes other idols to end their lives. And that is just so bad. Diba? It shouldn't be that way. Um, people should uh, stop criticizing, should stop harassing idols when uh, they don't want them anymore. Parang if you don't want them anymore, then just leave them alone. Um, companies or talent agencies are heavily responsible for enabling the boyfriend-girlfriend fantasy. So what happens is, the fans become delusional to the point that when an idol announces a relationship, they'll attack the person who's in a relationship with their idol. Okay, let me say this. Um, just for context, uh, I'm not going to deny the fact that I feel like Beck is my boyfriend. For one, he acts like it, and I want to believe that he is genuine to the, to the fans. Um, in his years of being an idol, I don't think you can fake that kind of sincerity. Uh, maybe some idols do it for business or for image, but there are some who consider their fans more than just fans. But here's the thing. It's impossible for me to get that close. Fansign nga, hirap na hirap na ako, maging girlfriend pa kaya. Diba? I can't even understand a single sentence that comes out of him. And I acknowledge that impossibility. So what will I do? What will I feel if he starts dating? I will hurt. For sure. It's okay to hurt because you have invested so much on this person. Time, money, emotions. But that does not give you the right to make him stop dating. To stop him from dating. To control his life. You have no right to do that even if you bought a hundred copies of his album, even if you attended all his concerts, even if you bought items from the brands he's endorsing, you do not have that right. As much as we want to be close to them, kahit as friends nga, parang impossible rin. You can hurt. You can cry, definitely you can. Just don't hurt anybody on the process. Um, I'm not shattering any fangirl dreams, but I want you to set boundaries to not become too emotionally dependent or attached to an idol.
one thing that I validated by talking to a former sasing is that people resort to this kind of interaction to make up something missing in their lives. So, baka may kulang sa buhay mo na dapat mong hanapin. Um, don't put your happiness on other people. Um, ispread mo, no? Ispread mo kung saan ka masaya. Huwag lang sa isang bagay kasi pag yung isang bagay na yan nawala, saan ka kukuha ng happiness mo? You have to find that. You have to find yourself. You have to be happy with yourself. So the addiction over the idol fills in that gap. So that's the absorption addiction model. People follow celebrities to gain a sense of identity. So there are two components, absorption and addiction. Absorption happens when there's a weak sense of personal personal identity uh, that they absorb themselves in an idol's life. So this is when all attention, all focus is poured to the idol. Addiction happens when the level of absorption becomes too high that the person displays extreme behavior and delusional thinking. I can go on and on about these models, but this might be becoming too long and you might get bored. So to end, <coughs> I just want to say this. I know that your idol saved your life. They are saving you every time. You find comfort in their music. Uh, you find peace in their voice. You found a family in them. And it's a great feeling no, to have someone to look forward to, even if they don't know who we are. And if you're not a fan, you probably wouldn't understand and say that we are very shallow. But to us, it's more than just music videos, pretty faces, awards, number of views. We gain strength from them. We are able to move forward because they exist. To put it in other words, we have to be healthily addicted to something to survive. Um, I would just like to share this uh, poem that I made. Uh, this was siguro mga 2017 or 2016. It's entitled, Hello Stranger. Hello Stranger. It's 2.05 a.m. and all I can think about is you. You suddenly appeared one morning in January and everything changed after that fateful day. Mornings have been filled with happiness again. Thank you. You seem to have glued all my shattered pieces. Thank you. I look for you the moment I open my eyes. I dress up imagining that I might run into you, but it wasn't as easy as I thought. Hello, stranger. I want to know more about you. Would it be alright to see you even from afar? Because I have been dreaming of you and you are starting to make my heart flutter. Hello, stranger. After countless searches, I finally know who you are. I knew you were extraordinary. Little did I know you were also extraterrestrial. I sat down and asked myself, Am I really in love with someone from another planet? Am I really falling for someone who doesn't even know I exist? God, I must be crazy. Hello, Exo. At last, I know how to call you. 
every second spent with you is magic. You make my heart lighter every time I see your smile and hear your voice. Help me as I'm overwhelmed with these emotions and I feel like I'm drowning from all the love I have for you. It's November 2 right now, 2.20 a.m. I can sleep, so I felt like it was the perfect time to write about this confession. I love you, and even if you are miles away, always remember that you are my 365. Thank you. You are the best stranger I have ever met.